You may remember the Countess of the Silver River, whose love of dominion made it possible for Tissa to convince her to cease her campaign of terror. Of course you know the Ambassador in Pearl, who fought more or less alongside mortals in the hunt for a common foe. Some of you may even know the Baron of the Gallery, whose collection of unique objects recently had a new sword added to it by some canny adventurers. They are powerful. They are practically gods. But if one knows the right thing to offer, it's not impossible to make a deal with a noble demon. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. your host, your king, your, um, host king. It's me, Kat. Hello, With- Kat. <laughs> Kirsten wasn't saying anything. Somebody had to. I love how I heard silence and was like, I can keep going. And Nick heard silence and was like, no, you can't. <laughs> I was trying to be patient. <laughs> okay. Well, so here we are at the crossroads. It's the three of us. It's these three. It's Nick. <laughs> Hi. Again. It's Kathleen. Hmm. It's midnight, right? <laughs> it's two minutes till midnight. And exercising all of her patience muscles, it's Kirsten. Hi. How are we all doing? Pretty good today, actually. I finished a big part of a project I was working on and uh, sent it all in. So feeling good about that. Nice. It's always good. I haven't cried yet today. Cool. Yeah. There's always anime later. There's always anime later. Yeah. Thanks. Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party set up their stakeout at the party at the Redwater Estate, a garden party. Penelope had trays of tiny foods and rude gestures. The guests were aghast and entertained, and one of them was punched. And in the distraction caused by this fist fight, Marilyn, Penelope, and Tissa slipped away from the party to the bell tower. Penelope cast a spell that gave them a view of what they were up against, what you and I would recognize as an enormous sphinx, happily purring away at the top of the tower. But we're not going to talk about that right now. It is later in the day, and Sot has awakened from another one of his long naps. He is still sitting in bed, although he seems to have some of his energy back. And what are the two of you doing to pass the time on your little... Well, it was a vacation, and now it's a sick day. I think Cobb has... After cards and stuff, probably gone and gotten, sought, like, a book or something. Maybe a couple of books. Oh, yay. And has, you know, just been kind of hanging out and keeping him company. When it's time to go get food or whatever, Cobb will go out and get stuff for everybody. But for the most part, just hanging out with Sot and making sure he's doing okay. So I think the two of you are having dinner. You've brought an easily portable dinner back to the lodge. He's got... I'll... Probably a tray of soup. He doesn't feel so good. He finally confesses to you. You don't say. Yeah. But the doctor said clear fluids, so he's on a bowl of broth and a big glass of water. He 
looks less flushed now than he did when you were out in the sun. That's good. But yeah, once he's had some soup and some water, it's just... So, I got a couple of books today. I think one you'll really like, and the other one... Well, I don't know. It sounded like something you'd be into, though. And Cobb will produce a couple of storybooks. One kind of a, you know, high seas sort of swashbuckling book. And then another one of folklore and fairy tales. Something a little more that maybe in like the Tissa direction. Oh, that's nice. He picks up both. Obviously, he loves a high seas adventure. He loves those. This is very textbook saw. You're absolutely correct. But his eyes do keep moving over to the book of fairy tales. I think because if you'll permit me to take the liberty, it's one of those like heavy bound fairy tale books. One of the very like book in an old library looking ones. Oh yeah, something fancy. You can't help but look at those. And I think the first one he picks up is the one he's more familiar with. He's a kid. He likes what he likes. But he makes his way a long way through it and then I guess just falls asleep with his hand in his book of piracy and his other hand on his book of fairy tales. Well, Cobb will make him, you know, comfortable maybe pull pull the blankets up, all that stuff. And then probably go get some water for himself and maybe some dinner for himself to bring back to the room. There's a chair in there somewhere that Cobb can sit down and just have a sandwich and just read a book of his own. Yeah. Maybe he'll read the pirate book. (laughs) It does seem like it's also up his alley is the thing. (laughs) So Tessa, Marilyn, Penelope, your thoughts, your feelings. There's a demon. So it's Jesus? It's all Pollyanna. It saw Tissa earlier, and she's extrapolating. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, it knows we're here, but I don't know if it knows we're here here. Mm. But it knows we're here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say something to the others? I sent notice back to HQ and asked for a little bit of help here. I think we may be in over our heads if we're going to go into any of this on our own. Well, Tiss is remembering her conversation with the Hrathmus and thinks, well, we've done that kind of thing. No, probably not a good idea. Um, backup would be good. So, we know she's there. She saw me. Did you see her? When you were in there? I got a good look at everybody in there, and there's more than a couple of them. Mm. She's really tall, like, fills the tower. Oh, yeah. she She's very big. Um, big, uh, half lion, half bird, half person. Wait. Yes. No. Anyways... Um, nods. I've never seen one that looks like that. Of course, I suppose I've only ever seen one of them, so... Oh, they're all different. They are all different. You say that with... Hmm. You say that with more than a little conviction. Hmm. They are, though? Right. I always forget that you've met 
several of them. What do you do out there? <laughs> wow, a lot of stuff, huh? You mention it, but so much has happened in, like, the last year and a half or so. Nothing used to happen. I used to just walk places. And now everything is happening all of the time. Yeah. Life is like that sometimes, isn't it? Hmm. Eventually, a pair of people walk up from the opposite direction of the party. One of them is given away by the heavy sound of boots and the clink of armor. The other less so. He's given away by a cheerful, hello. And it is Ampe Gaius Merciful and Chila Gaius Riche. Oh, hi. Well, we were so happy to see you. Well. Yeah, the team is in the tower. Ah. Y yeah, we've found our problem. Unfortunately, our problem is... Uh, very large. Mm. And in charge. Mm. <laughs> well, is it? Well, I, I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they work exactly. That was never really my area of expertise. Tissa, you have the sensation of a voice saying, Is it? In an echo right behind you. <laughs> Tissa, Penelope, or... You a little more well-versed in these sorts of things? I mostly just deal with horrors. Well, we all know about demons. Demons want things. I mean, so if we don't know what the demon wants, we don't know anything about her, really. Um, it's seen us. One of the demons attacked... Well, I guess it attacked her more than... Was it attacking? I think it was attacking her instead of us, because she was at a place like this. Why don't I have a report about this? We just discovered it right now. I mean the daemon attack. You'll have to ask Wolfa about that. Mm, I will. Uh, Wolfa's been doing everything she can. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> she has been goofing off, but... Ampe gives a sympathetic little someone's in trouble cringe just over Chila's shoulder. The good news, demons are usually pretty willing to talk with you, engage with you. The bad news is demons are usually willing to talk with you and engage with you. Mm. You folks haven't heard any news about these goings on? No, I'm aware of the disappearances. I was the one who first made contact with our client. Mm. I just wasn't aware about the Damon attack. Well, I don't know. Do you think we could, uh, what's Wolfa say again, parlay with it? I mean, we could. That seems like a bad idea, but I, I don't know. The problem is we have to know things. And all that we know is she's seen us. Well, we've been moving around for a while, though, and she hasn't decided to send her uh, her friends or come down herself. Mm. Although it doesn't seem like they usually want to do things themselves. I think Penelope looks towards the tower. Does she notice any changes? Nope, there's no movement coming from the tower. 
As the sun sets, it glints off something metallic in the window. A change in the angle of the light shows the tower a little different, but that's all. Oh, okay. So it sounds to me we've got three options, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Our first option is, as you said, what Wiltha would call a parlay. Engage in negotiations directly with the demon. The second option, reconnaissance. Wait here on a stakeout. Third option, confer with someone who may know more about demons in return. Did I miss anything? No, that's what I've got. I would like to know a bit more about it before we talk to her, I guess. How long has she... I don't remember anything in this area, but the little I do remember, they're very long-lived and they usually have territory. So how long has she been here? Yeah. If she's new, that's different, too. And if she's been here for a long time, who owns this tower? They may know something about the cat in their attic. Now that... we can find out. Yeah, sounds like we've got some investigation to do. Mm. Penelope suddenly a little bit more chipper, straightens up. Shall we? Well, I was going to send Freyasan to do it, since they like... That kind of thing, books and records and what have you. Seems like a surge at the archives would be right up their alley. Ah, I, I, okay, that sounds different than what I was thinking. I, that's not my thing. <laughs> With all due respect, it doesn't seem like your thing. Fair. What were you thinking? I think everyone's staring at Penelope after Marilyn asks that question, though. I'm <laughs> just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, Gather everyone in the drawing room, you know, detective style. Where, at the, at the party? Oh, it's true. The Redwaters might know who owned this place. Mm. Ampe tentatively raises a hand and then he puts it back down and then he kind of raises it again. Um, doesn't the detective usually gather everyone in the parlor after they've solved it? Not, uh, before? Yeah. Again, fair enough, fair enough. I'm jumping to the end, I think. <laughs> Marilyn isn't a scientist, it's just like, is she always like that? Tissa considers for a second before nodding. Hmm. It's a feature, not a bug. Well, I, <laughs> I guess I appreciate the energy. No, that's good. All right, here's my proposal. I'm going to send Freyasan to do a search in the archives. And you can either go back to the party and ask questions about the tower or wait here on a stakeout. Mm-hmm. Party? I wonder if that fight is over. Knowing Wotha, it only lasted one punch. <laughs> yeah. Sheila just closes her eyes, takes a breath. I see. And Ampe gives that sympathetic somebody's in trouble cringe again. <laughs> it's not entirely her fault this time. I did ask her to create a diversion. And I knew what I was asking her to do. <sighs> it did work quite nicely, though. We got quite the diversion. <sighs> She's very good at fighting horrors. I just worry that under cover work might not be her forte. Well, 
that's the case then, I'm going to go find my final legionnaire. Ampe, why don't you remain here? He sighs. All right. Yes, sir. And he gives a salute that has not wilted as much as Gideon's has. Ampe will wait here. He'll just keep track of any comings and goings. Awesome. Thanks, Ampe. I owe you one. Two, but who's counting? <laughs> you, apparently. Come on, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. I don't want the number to go up while we're here. <laughs> Sheila heads off to go find her final legionnaire, and Ampe finds a comfortable place to settle in. Okay, well, let's head back and ask around then, seeing as it worked really well last time, Tis, so that was a good idea. Oh, thank you. Can I, can I keep my disguise on? Certainly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tissa pauses for a second, realizing that she had a dinner date tonight. This seems like this has interceded somehow. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You get back to the party. The party has largely ended. <laughs> Usually when fists start flying, people start leaving. There Fair. are still a couple people milling around the garden, but for the most part, people are filing out. Anjin is near the door, bidding grateful, if somewhat stilted, thanks to people for attending the party. Wotha is back to gossiping with the servants, many of whom do not seem at all dampened by this. <laughs> Some of whom do. Some of whom do. But many of whom don't. Oh, my tray of tiny foods. I, I, I put it down here when we had to rush off so quickly. Penelope picks it up and grabs a piece of tiny food. Eats it. I'm amazed that nobody came and picked that up in the meanwhile. Well, I guess they were otherwise preoccupied. Oh, you're all back. Hello. Hey. Hi. It turns out that the demon's over there and disappoints oh. at the tower. Yeah, she's oh. up there and she saw us. Mm. I guess I couldn't distract her and everyone at the party, huh? Hmm. You know, she saw me before. <laughs> oh, well, good detective work, everyone. Mm, I didn't learn much around here. That's all right. You were busy helping us, you know, create a diversion you, and stuff. You were doing your own form of detective work. <laughs> Speaking of, where where is Anjan? Is she around? Um, yeah, she's just saying goodbye to her guests. Being a good host. Great. Uh, let's go say hi, everybody. We have a couple of questions to ask her, namely about the tower that we think the demon is currently sitting in. We wonder if she might know. No, she's there. It's not that we think that she's there. She's there. Oh. It, yes, she... There is a tower. The demon is in it. We want to know who owns it. Okay. <laughs> and then... Uh, Anjin turns and sees you all and gives you a stiff bow. Oh. Um, the demon's in the tower over there. Yeah, whose tower is that? 
Anjin kind of bites her lip. Hmm. It's always been there. I know that. It's been there as long as I can remember. The tower? Yeah. Or the demon? Or I guess both, maybe. I never thought there was anything in there. Well, does, does anyone... I suppose somebody has to take care of it, you know, custodial work or something like that. Yeah. Maintenance. It's not falling apart, although I guess maybe the demon is doing that itself. Do they do that? Just a shrugs. I mean, they could. There's one that we met that um, had all of his demons cleaning up an old shrine. Hmm. Yeah, and Lily did tell me about one that it apparently was able to keep people sort of suspended in time. It, I didn't quite understand that it, was, but... Yeah. Yeah. She mm. told me it was weird, and I, I didn't press too much. She didn't seem to be that... Uh, didn't really want to talk about it that much. Well, g- give, me a, give me a minute to say goodbye to everybody, and we'll go over this a little more. Okay, uh, we will be in the other room. Yeah. Anjin goes back to saying goodnight to all of her guests. Eventually, um, can I get sensitivity rolls? Well, you are waiting in the other room. Certainly. Tissa's rolling sensitivity spirits since it is the topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Six, two, fours, and an edge. Oh, <laughs> Two successes, two edge success for sensitivity humanity. Uh, Marilyn got nothing. Oh. Marilyn is too busy fretting about the fact that there is a demon that lives in town again. So here's the thing. The difficulty is two. The correct skill was humanity. Oh. Knowing that, does Tissa want to make this roll? No, we'll just go with the one success. Okay. Penelope. You are all in the waiting room, waiting for Anjin to be finished wrapping up her party. When you see someone creep into the room, someone not particularly tall, wearing a blue silk dress and carrying a basket. And she begins to very quietly sneak up on Tissa. Do I recognize (laughs) this person? You absolutely do. This is Getty. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to roll a... Stealth humanity, because I don't want to spoil the surprise. Subtlety. <laughs> so that's right, that's right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Subtlety. She doesn't have that one either. Yeah. Oh, but actually, I got two successes and an edge. Huh. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you notice Gideon and then just, like, subtly look away. And... Tessa, the first thing you see is a pale little hand extending a steamed bun into your face. Oh. Oh. Tessa turns around. I thought you'd be still working. Hungry? Tessa takes the bun and, like, sort of considers it for a moment. Um, it turns out the demon's in the tower a little bit down there. No wonder you're still hard at work. Mm. Oh, hello again. I thought things might have got serious, so I brought you some snacks. Aw. I think Penelope sees them, and she's learned enough to wait till other people at least get a bun before she goes and yeah. one <laughs> in, in her mouth. <laughs> Gideon does have some for Marilyn and Penelope as well. <laughs> Penelope waits. She's You could tell that she's 
trying to restrain herself though. <laughs> it's like, you know when you know when a, a puppy is waiting for a tree? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to balance it on Penelope's nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah She's yeah. trying very, very hard to be a good Penelope. Penelope is slowly creeping in. Every time you look away, she's just a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great things about being in stage port is I can I don't want to say sneak food from the kitchen at Mama's restaurant, but I can do that. Oh. She won't mind. Mm. Probably. <laughs> How are they? They're doing fine. Mm. <laughs> we'll have dinner another time. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, not not to intrude, but where is your parents' restaurant? Hmm? Um, about... Seagrass and Elm? Do you think they would know who owns the tower? Mm. They would have been able to see it from their restaurant for, well, forever. Oh, the clock tower? Yeah, the, the one over there. I always thought the city owned it. Hmm. Hmm. There's a demon in it. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. No. I, I, what kind of demon? She's a big winged cat lady. Ooh. Which would explain why she lives in an attic. <laughs> Does it? Pigeons and cats both love attics, and she's basically one of each. Oh. I suppose she is actually the quote-unquote true owner of that place, but somebody has to be in the books as to whose it is, and if there's a human name attached to it, they might know who the demon is, they might have even brokered some sort of deal with them. Hmm. So Anjan walks back in with Wotha trailing behind and waving. Hi. Hello. Come on. I, uh, you know the way onto the roof, right? And Anjan gives Marilyn kind of a knowing look. I'll be right there. And yeah, you all go outside and... Anjin, with the practice of somebody who has lived on this estate all her life, climbs up onto the roof. She knows this place like the back of her hand. Wotha just kind of grabs an outcropping and hauls herself up. She's nowhere near as graceful, but she is extremely powerful. Marilyn hops up probably a smaller area, but heads over to a, a shorter place and extends a hand down for Tissa and or Penelope. Mm-hmm. I think Tissa goes up on her own this time. Because she's been up and down this already also. All right, Tissa, let's give, give me a hand with, with our charming butler friend here. Mm. Charming? <laughs> Very. Come on now. Give me your hand. <laughs> Penelope hops up. I think, actually, like, isn't Marilyn quite a bit tinier than Penelope? Yeah, but I guess Marilyn's strong. Marilyn is hoping that Penelope can do a lot of the work, but Marilyn is pretty good at anchoring herself to rooftops. I mean, I think Penelope's fine. She's yeah. relatively geese, but she takes the hand and hops up. I think Gideon does actually need help. She's not a particularly strong climber. All right, just give, give me your I hand. Can, right, I can, there we I go. I can do it. I can, I can, I, I did it. Yeah. See? <laughs> it's hard when there's no ladder. I need to go up more trees. Yeah. I'm still no good at trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was right over here, and I was watching, and yeah, the demon's just up there. 
end, Anjin points that tower there, right? Yeah. The bell tower? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Let me see. She casts her eye out over the horizon, back and forth, between the manors. Okay. It's right on the property line. I couldn't tell you. Mm. That is the Leasecraft estate over there. Mm -hmm. And that is the Nagling estate. Do they get along? Mm. As well as anyone gets along in this scene. Ah. Well, I would imagine one of them probably knows about it. It's right at their front door, in fact. Hmm. This is going to have to roll understanding humanity because Kathleen knows that Jeff Nagling has already been mentioned, but Tiss is no good at names. Yeah, roll me. Oh, okay. Two successes and an edge. Um, the youngest son of the Leescraft family, Elm Leescraft, is the person Wolfa keeps punching. Ah. Oh. Just keeps punching him. She can't help it. It's not her fault. She just keeps punching him. So Tissa, like, really concentrates for a minute. So the that ones are the uh, the one that Wotha keeps fighting, and the that one was um one of the cousins who disappeared. Oh, you're right. She does keep punching him. Oh, it's gonna suck when we have to interview him. But he deserved it. Well, he did, though, is the thing. He did deserve it. I stand by it. Penelope gives a look like, right? Right? Well, maybe we can talk to the Naglings first. Mm. Theirs was the first party that uh, I brought Miss Farways to. Mm. Their... Textile family, like most of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, textiles is kind of cheap taste in silverware. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think uh. Anjin actually does laugh at this. <laughs> it is, as with many of her emotional reactions, just a barely perceptible little punch of emotion, but she does give a little <laughs> at that. Or at least they did. I don't know who the new folks are. Marilyn looks around knowing that she probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. Just because Marilyn has a lot of subtlety doesn't mean she has to use it. That's... I was so excited to have a subtlety character in the party. (laughs) How dare you? How very dare you? So it is a... Well, it's a summer's evening. The sky is not beginning to darken, not yet. There's plenty of time for that. The sun is coming down at a steep angle, but moving so, so slowly that you could swear it is still midday. We still have time to talk to them then, if we think that's our next step. I guess. Yeah, we've still got about an hour or so of daytime left. I'm going to miss my disguise, though. I mean, I can still wear it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Well, you did rent it Excellent. until tomorrow, didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, then it's yours until tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I am I am going to go change out of my disguise. Oh, that was a dis... Oh, okay. 
I suppose if there's any more fighting to be done, I can do it in this. I don't doubt it. <laughs> so what's everybody's next step? Um, I think Penelope is... She doesn't really have much else that she needs to do before heading over to interview the family. She might have a couple more tiny foods. Because, I mean, they're tiny foods, so to make a proper dinner, you need several tiny foods. But other than that, I think she just is going to wait till people are ready to go interview the family. Which family are we going to interview, by the way? Marilyn is going to suggest the Naglings first, saying as attempting to interview the family of the person who just got punched out immediately after getting punched out might be a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the phrase? Um, a hostile interrogation? <laughs> yeah, it might be. And Anjin, like she has probably done countless times since childhood, takes a leap off the roof, catches the tree limb, lets herself down. Both will just hop straight off the roof. Gideon manages to scramble herself off the roof. Mm. If I, um, I can, yes. Yeah, that was a good handhold. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> is there, like, a drain pipe style thing? Yes, I suppose there is, isn't there? I think Penelope uses it like a firefighter pole. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose she does, huh? Slides <laughs> down it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> may or may mm. not say we to herself quietly. Okay, good. <laughs> Just Penelope dressed as a butler sliding down a drain pipe, whispering wee. <laughs> Tissa sort of like looks about as disapprovingly as Tissa ever looks. It's no good for your hands. Get all cut up doing that. Mm -hmm. But she is willing to do an adaptability navigation to head off to the Nagling's estate and rolls really badly. So uh, it's a bunch of twos and an edge success. <laughs> so I think she walks out the estate and starts to head the wrong way. Yeah, she absolutely starts heading to the other estate. She's forgotten which one is which. <laughs> Names, society, what have you. Mm-hmm. Wotha stays behind with Anjin. She's got to look after the client. And she... In perhaps a moment of, I don't want to say good sense, because she's sensible in her own way. But, like, she does realize that maybe she shouldn't be interviewing people tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she does realize that that's not a great look on her. Yeah, Marilyn has returned in her standard work attire. Uh, and she has her she has her bow unstrung, but slung over her back. So my question is, are we following Tissa or are we correcting Tissa? Penelope doesn't really pay much attention. So Penelope's just following Tissa because Tissa's always the navigator. <laughs> and yeah, Penelope's just following Tissa's lead. Marilyn is going to make sure that everybody doesn't wind up in the wrong place. So Marilyn is going to use subtlety survival to push them to the right direction. <laughs> Like that, like that. Ooh, uh, 
you know what, Marilyn is going to use her once per thing turn twos to edge successes because she rolled a lot of twos. So that is that is one success and three edge success. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you do not keep the edge successes, because I think you're going to have to roll more successes than Tissa rolled failures. <laughs> if you don't keep the edge successes, you're going to misremember which estate was which family and go to the wrong place. If you keep the edge successes, you're going to be delayed enough that stuff's going to start happening. I think we'll keep the edge successes. I want to see what stuff is going to happen. Stuff. Okay. That's better radio. I love stuff. I love when stuff happens. So you all find yourselves just as the sky begins to turn amber and the clouds are violet and coral and a wind blows through that reminds you that, well, summer's grip here is not absolute, not on the coast. And you knock on the door to the Nagling estate. It is enormous and ostentatious. It is more richly furnished than the Redwater Estate, where you just were. A lot of sculpture. Even through the windows, if one of you gets curious and peeks inside, there's paintings hanging on every wall. It's ornate. And eventually, a servant answers the door. Who may I say is calling? She says. Has an erect and stern bearing. The Albatross Legion. And she, without batting an eye, inclines her head slightly, opens the door, and ushers you into a waiting room. I'll tell them you're waiting. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciated. Okay, everybody. How, how do we break the news to them that, that there's a demon on their front door? Um... Tissa's eyes glance side to side. I was just going to say that there's a demon in the bell tower because there is, and that seems important. It might be something they need to know. And eventually a, we're going to say, short, round-featured lady comes in, still wearing the dress from the garden party. A long, many, many layered gauzy, diaphanous, but discreetly and very carefully diaphanous dress. Oh, I remember you. You were at the party at the Redwater Estate. Bandnagling at your service. Um, would it be sensitivity, humanity, to see what Penelope remembers if she remembers anything from the party that, like, any actions that might have looked suspicious. That would be understanding humanity. Understanding? Okay. One success, one edge. Mm. No, uh, you remember her as being one of countless, somewhat stuffy people who milled around the party and were perfectly decent, but not particularly memorable. Okay. Yeah, Marilyn is just going to sort of respond, um, I guess, as professionally as she can. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Um, we are here on business, though. Uh, we've been investigating the recent disappearances, especially in this area, and we we do believe we have come to a quite large break in the case, and 
Well, we're, we need your help with something, seeing as... I guess this is right about this. Oh. We have discovered the, the most likely source of the disappearances is a local noble demon oh, who, who lives in the my. bell tower outside. Yeah, the bell tower. Is it yours? No. We've always called it Lee's Craft Tower. Mm. There was a property line dispute in my grandfather's day about it, but uh, we've never, as far as I know, formally owned it. Ah. A demon? Mm-hmm. How ghastly. Tissa considers. I guess I didn't see her all that well. Well, she's sort of majestic in a terrifying way. Um, yeah, a lot of them are. Ghastly kind of works. It, the point is, though, um, we don't know how long she's been there. Have you ever seen anything like this ever? Weird occurrences? Anything like that? Mm. Recent or otherwise? The only thing I can think of, and she takes a moment to think, the only thing I can possibly think of is that nobody has been inside the Leescraft estate for at least a year. Now that is interesting. The whole estate? They used to hold parties as, you know, everyone does. Get your friends in the neighborhood together, celebrate a special occasion, what have you. But their traditional winter fete was unobserved. And not unremarked on, I must say. Were they normally big in the social scene? I mean, they're part of the social scene, of course. They were at the party. You must have noticed. The gentleman toward whom you made that obscene gesture? I still don't know what that means. Um, don't do, don't do it again. She just flushes bright red at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I won't I won't. Um. But yes, yeah, I, I I remember the the gentleman. They used to throw a lot more parties themselves. You say. Yes, at least one every year. Well, did you have you noticed anything else unusual around them? Well, it's just a rumor, mind you, she says, and there's a peculiar light in her eyes. I heard they're all but destitute. It's probably an exaggeration. I can't imagine it myself. But I heard. I've heard that old Aralee's craft has just gone completely fanatical and has been spending far beyond what he ought to, and... As a result, they may have to sell the manor, is what I heard. Oh, how unfortunate. Perhaps they're settling accounts and getting things ready before they sell. Tissa rolled two successes of four and an edge success on a sensitivity humanity. She's apparently very keyed into this conversation. Nice. Are, are we being misled at all, or is she just really delighted to be uh, rumoring here? She is trying to hide how delighted she is to be rumoring. Okay. So she is trying to be coy about how much fun gossiping about the Leescrafts is for her. Because it is 
unseemly to be a gossip, but it is also fun. And I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but is there anything else that comes to mind? Hmm. Now that you mention it, the person I heard about our leasecraft spending from was my art dealer friend. He's been at the auctions, but always buying, never selling. And that, I think, is where I'd like to cut this scene, because I think it is memory time. Yay, we learned what it wants. (laughs) Investigation team, go. (laughs) My favorite memory was a really, really small one. (laughs) But Marilyn said something, and Gideon and Tissa both went, hmm, in perfect unison. (laughs) (laughs) It was adorable. Good job, us. Yay. There was also, what was it? What did, what did Tissa say? Tissa, again, had, like, a small aside, but it was just like, oh, it was disguise. When Marilyn was like, I'm going to change one of my disguise. disguise. And Tissa's like, that was a disguise? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> On the disguise note, I really liked Penelope deciding to stay in the waiter getup for the rest <laughs> of the night. <laughs> it's like a kid with a Halloween costume. I have it. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> she's not going to get the deposit back. It's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, she's been shimmering down drain pipe. She's not getting the deposit back. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I enjoyed Marilyn's perplexed asides to Tissa. And then the way that I imagined those all going is that, like, Marilyn sort of, like, whispers to Tissa and Tissa kind of just, like, says out loud in her normal speaking volume what's been going on and so like she's trying to be subtle and Tissa's just continuing to be Tissa and I always enjoy that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I do too actually also I, I do have a second one I, I do appreciate that we're gonna have to go talk to the people that Wolfa keeps punching <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that it seemed too obvious for the obvious bad guys to possibly be the bad guys it was a trick yeah (laughs) wait the jerk's a bad guy oh my goodness well no the jerk's not the culprit that's true the jerk is not the culprit the jerk is just the jerk (laughs) the same culprit produced both the problem and the jerk (laughs) they're they're both symptoms of the same underlying root problem (laughs) for playing with me everybody it was lovely I'm glad we're having fun together as friends and listener I'm glad that you're with us too games with friends it is good to listen to sort of symphonies and you do it which is it cool it is yeah we're glad you do that thank you for we're glad. thank you for doing it thank you for doing it um, like cool kids absolutely so I am putting together a list of listener questions for an emergency cat's cradle. I'm basically going to put it under glass. And next time one of us can't make a recording, I'm going to shatter that glass. I'm going to get it all over my fist. I'm going to go, ah, fuck. And I'm going to shake my fist a whole lot. There's going to be blood everywhere. But I am going to ask us your listener questions and we're going to read them on air. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions for me or for Kathleen or for Nick or for Kirsten or for us as a team, 
You can send them to us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs. You can send us your questions or anything else you would like to say to us on the web form on our website at peachgardengames.com. You can find us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, where I've just remembered that the title of the Sword of Symphonies channel is still Welcome to the Knife Zone. It sure is. Or you can find us on the Heroic Discord, which can be accessed through the link in our Twitter bio. Any of these would be a great way to get a hold of us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, come ask your questions about us or other people. I don't know how good of an answer we'll be able to give you, but we'll try. Yeah. Speaking of, you can, if you would like to support us, you can support us on Patreon or on Ko-fi. You can find those links at peachgardengames.com or you can buy the games on itch. These are all ways to support us. You can also, if you want, leave a rating and review. That would be sweet of you. You don't have to, but it would be nice. You're already doing the coolest thing that we can think of for you to do, and that's being our listener. So take care, listener. We love you. Bye. Bye. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hi, I'm Kendrick. I'm Gus. I'm Hilda. And I'm Marcy. And we're the cast of Tales Yet Told. An actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination, thoughtful characterization, and inclusivity. You should go listen to our first season, Strangers in the Wood. Where we play Babes in the Wood, an over-the-garden-wall-inspired tabletop RPG by Adam Voss. It's fun. Spooky. And full of weird characters like Dex the diner owner and Miss Jackson the parrot desk attendant. And with lovable player characters like Dakota, Dorothy, and Walter the Weasel. Follow us on Twitter at Tales Yet Told for more details and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. So go out, eat well, sleep enough, and love yourself like we love you. 